you have to see yourself as his finished work. A lot of times we see ourselves as our condition, our situation, our circumstance, our predicament, even as like the, the generational blessings and curses are in our life. We, we relate to those. But we have to see ourselves as his finished work. <laughs> you have to see yourself as a victor, not a victim. You have to see yourself as an overcomer and not as the oppressed. And for so long, we have walked around and seen ourselves as, as defeat. When we have, when we serve the victor. <laughs> and, and I shared with St. Joseph that we sometimes get caught between where we come from to where we're going. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will feel me before thou art with me. Sometimes we get caught in the valley. <laughs> and instead of pressing our way, we, we stop. We stop. We get frustrated. We get angry. We get upset. We get mad. And we stop in the valley that was only meant to make us strong. It was only meant to show us what was inside of us. It was only meant to reveal the greater he that is in us. Yeah, yeah, the valley was meant to really reveal the greatness inside of you. But we get frustrated and get stuck in the middle. We're going to knock down some walls. We're going to tear down some walls. The walls are about to break. We're about to release a sound of victory in this place. A, a sound of victory that will, that will tear down walls. A sound of victory, listen, that will, build, that will build a foundation of hope of who you're serving. Here's the thing, here's the thing you have to understand. That the greatest weapon you have is your mouth. It's your mouth. Second Chronicles 2, 20 and, 20 and 22. Second Chronicles 20 and 22. When, when they begin to sing praises, when they begin to, I want you, I want you to see to make sure, so you don't think I'm making this stuff up. And when they began to sing and praise. See, you think you need an army to fight. You think you need a whole army and guns. But no, it says, the Bible declares in, in 2 Chronicles 20 and 22. It says, and when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord sent ambushments. In my Bible, I have the is highlighted. The Lord sent ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. When they opened their mouth, 
and begin to sing and praise God. The Lord begin to fight on their behalf. The Lord begin to send out ambushments. So when I count to three, I want you to release a sound of praise <laughs> that make your enemies run and retreat. <laughs> when, when I count to three, I want you to release a sound of praise for all the hell you've been through up until this point. And I want you to get so, listen, I want you to be so undignified in your praise that the folks around the corner want to understand, don't understand why they are shaking them. It's because a sound is being released from light roll that will cause the very foundations to shake. When I count the three, I want you to be like Paul and Silas that's locked up in jail. The Bible declares that they were in jail. They had been beaten and they were locked up. But let me help you to understand something. Just because you bound don't mean your praise is silent. Because the Bible declares that while they sat they in jail, they begin to praise and sing hymns. And when they begin to open up their mouth, the Bible declares that the very foundation begin to shake. I want you to understand that when Paul and Silas opened up their mouth, not only were they looser, but everybody that heard that sound, everybody that heard that sound, when I count to three, I want you to release a praise that will cause people in your family to feel the vibrations of your sound. The child you've been praying for, when you open your mouth, wherever they are, something quicken them. The wife, the husband you've been praying for, when you begin to open your mouth, something quicken them. One, two, the walls where Pastor Lori at? Pastor Lori they begin to walk around the walls they begin to walk around the walls and they walked around the walls six times and their instructions was not to say a word but just walk 
and some of you have been struggling in silence you've been going through and ain't said a word had opened your mouth a praise had, had opened your mouth a turn about the situation you just been walking around your mountain in silence but the instructions were to walk around the mountain and don't say a word but on the seventh time when you hear the sound of the trumpet open your mouth and release the sound and when they begin to walk around the wall they walked around the wall they walked around the wall didn't say a word but on the seventh time when they heard the sound they opened their mouth and the Bible declares that the walls of Jericho begin to come down. I, I want to declare to you that you've been walking in silence and you haven't prayed or praised. You've just been suffering and struggling in silence. But when Pastor Laura released the sound, I dare you to open up your mouth and begin to release the sound that will cause every wall to come down. One, two, three. Thank you, Holy Ghost. See, a lot of times in church, we depend on the praise team to get us there. We depend on the band to, to get us there. And it, sometimes you depend on your neighbor on your road to get you there. I, I'm just here because I want pastor to see I came. I'm just here because I told them I was going to come and serve. But if you read your Bible, over in Psalms, that's the last book of Psalms, and the very last stanza. But the, the, the psalmist here declares that, 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 listen, praise God in the sanctuary. Yeah, yeah. Praise Him in the firmament of, of His power. Mm -hmm. Praise Nicole how great He is. Praise him for his mighty acts. Uh -huh. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. If the Bible goes on to say, praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with a sultry and harp. Praise him with the tremble and dance. Praise him with the string instruments. Praise him upon the loud sounding cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. See, he commands the instruments to give praise. When you read that, that, the first couple of stanzas tell us we should praise him, listen, for who he is and what he's done. The second, third, the second part began to tell us with the instruments how we should praise him. We're gonna praise for who he is, what he's done, and when we're in the instruments and in the band, we're gonna praise him on the instruments. But that last piece, 
last piece. See, the last piece could have covered everything else. That, that, that last piece covers everything else. Notice I didn't say everybody. <laughs> everything else. Because that last piece declares that letting everything Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. When I look out my window, Brother Brett, I see trees and trees need carbon dioxide and oxygen. When I look out my window, Pastor Lori, I see a few birds and birds have breath in their lungs. But when I look around this room, but when I look around this room, I don't see a casket. I see instruments. I see people that can testify to who he is and what he's done. If you can testify to who he is and what he's done, then you have no excuse then to open up your mouth and release your praise. One, two, Praise is good for you. Praise is good for you. I don't know how you felt before you got here, but something in my shot now, now tell me you ought to feel better right about now. Something deep down in my shot now, now lets me know you ought to feel better right now. I want to let you understand something about how God designed the human body. The human body has what is called endorphins. It's a hormone, a natural hormone that's in the body. Help me out, what my, my medical folks say? It's a natural hormone that's in the body. And when you begin to move and do things, your body naturally reduces endorphins. Endorphins are called your happy hormone. It's your happy juice. So anytime you're feeling down and depressed, you ought to muster up a praise. When you muster up a praise, you get your body to moving and your lips to speaking. And even when you can't see what God is doing, you'll feel a whole lot better about it because your You need praise that's to make you feel better sometimes. You need praise sometimes just to help you change your perspective. to help you change your perspective on how you see things and how you see God. Because listen, it's enough going in the world to keep you sad and crying every day. It's enough going on in the world to keep you sad and crying every day. That's why you can't be, listen, that's why the Bible declares that we should be in the world and not of the world. 
we should be in the world and not of the world. When we're not of the world, we could be in the world and of the kingdom. <laughs> oh, help us, Holy Ghost. <laughs> because when you understand who you, who you serve and whom you are in his kingdom, it changes your perspective and it changes your praise. Oh, yes, it does. Oh, yes, it does. What we can do as a church when we come to one place and get on one accord. I love reading the Bible because the Bible tells you everything. It, it got so much information for you. Will you wait, wait. See, it, it's, that's a, that's a, that's a memorable moment that happened in the Bible. When they were all in one place with one accord, it can be found over in Acts on chapter 2. He says, when, they, when the day of Pentecost had fully come. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, the Bible declares here that they were, they were with one accord and in one place. See, we don't have a problem getting in one place. We don't have a problem getting to one place. We all don't mind coming to church. But the problem is, because we don't come with the same purpose, we're not all on one accord. Because we don't all have the same agenda on mine, because we're not all, we don't all have a kingdom agenda on mine, the challenge is we come to church and we believe that everybody's here for the same reason but a Christian. But the challenge is that you came for one thing and somebody else came for another. talking about healing. I ain't talking about a good word. Somebody just came to be seen. Somebody came to see who was healed. Somebody came to report back to who ain't come. What pastor said, what they did, who was all there. It's the truth. It's the truth. But the Bible declares that they were in one place with one accord, and here we go. And there came a sound. <laughs> isn't there something about a sound? Isn't it amazing that how, uh, listen, isn't it amazing that a sound precedes the move of God? Isn't it amazing that a sound precedes the move of God? So the enemies, listen, the enemy don't have to take anything from you. He just convinced you to keep your mouth shut. Here's, here's something I want you to take with you. We know what God can do. We have the knowledge that he can do it. But there's an area of our heart that has doubt and unbelief. But because we know what God can do, but there's still some doubt and unbelief, our mouth says nothing. Yeah, yeah. You seen God do it. You witnessed God do it. You read what he can do. So you know he can do it. But then the enemy will play on your emotions, on your mind, and make you doubt he can do it for you. He can do it in your situation. 
and because there's doubt and unbelief them, then your mouth says nothing. But I'm going to tell you something. The Bible says about two or three are together. Listen, I'm in the midst also. Listen, listen. God comes to agreement with, with if you put your faith to. He comes to agreement with what you put your faith to. Faith without works is dead. What we have to really learn how to do as believers is not only come into agreement with God and God's plan, but then cause our parts to come into agreement with God and God's plan. What am I saying? I'm glad you asked. I'm saying that once your heart and your mind comes into agreement with God's word, you begin to say what God said. Once your heart and your mind come into agreement with what God said, your mouth begins to declare what God has already spoken. Do you believe it? Do you see it? One, two, one, two, three, go! opportunities 
these are divine moments when you can have a personal encounter with God and you can have 101 reasons not to, to move or operate in obedience. You can have 101 reasons or why you shouldn't operate in obedience in these kind of atmospheres. But if for every reason you have for not moving or not flowing or not being obedient, what if every time you disobey, you miss a move of God? Many times we are waiting on God to move when God is really waiting on you to move. Why you say that, preacher? Because he established the end at the beginning. It's already finished. So you have to get to it. When, when, when Joshua became the leader for the Israelites, he, he said to them, every place your feet shall tread, I have given you. Everywhere you are going to go, is already yours. Everywhere you are going, it's already there. You just have to not get stuck in the middle between there and there. That's it. Don't get stuck in the middle. Don't become weary and well-doing, for you shall reap if you faint not. I pray that I pray renewed strength. I pray renewed strength. I declare God will send a fresh wind your way. I pray God will give you refreshing water. I pray a refreshing rain in the name of Jesus. I, I, I hear, I thank you. Some of you have been in a, a spiritual drought, but I declare that the clouds are forming and God's going to produce an outpour in the name of Jesus. An outpour that you cannot contain, you can't understand, you can't put a reference to. I decree and declare that your drought is over. Your drought is over in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, your drought is over. Give my phone, give my phone, give my phone. It's a word for that. It's a word for that. Uh-huh. I know what it is, but I want to get you to, I want you to read out your Bible. You want to think I'm making it up. I can quote it, but I want you to, to read it with me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Thank you, Lord. Uh-huh. Somebody said the drought is over. The drought is over. Someone said the drought is over. <laughs> I'm, I'm, listen, I'm right here by it. I'm there one page, y'all. Look at the Holy Ghost. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Right here, right here, right here. Right here, right here. First Kings 18, verse 40. And Elisha said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal. Let not one of them escape. And they took them 
And Elijah brought them down to the brook of Kishon and slew them there. Verse 41. And Elijah said to Ahab, get thee up, eat and drink. Here we go. For there is a sound of the abundance of rain. There is a sound of the abundance of rain. And Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went to the top of Carmel and came, to, and came, and he cast him down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, go up now and look for the sea. And he went up and he looked, and there was nothing. And he said, go again. Seven times. Elijah said, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. And then he said, Ahab, go look for it. Ahab went up there, I don't see any rain. Well, go again. He went back again. Came back, I don't see any rain. Well, go again. He went again. He said, I don't see any rain. He did this seven times. You've been praying the same prayer for seven years and ain't seen God move yet. And you almost about to stop because you think God ain't heard you. But look what happens here. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there arise a little cloud out of the sea. Like, listen, 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 like a man's hand. And he said, go up and say unto Ahab, prepare thy chariot and go thee there, that the rain stop you not. Somebody been in a drought, a spiritual dry season. You ain't seen God, ain't heard God, and a few times you seen him afar and few in between. But I came to declare to you tonight that the drought is over. There's a sound of the abundance of rain. And if you remain faithful, if you remain steadfast, if you just stay on the wall, God's about to do something new in your life. I declare to you today that the cloud that's forming over your head, a cloud that looks like a man's hand, and the Bible declares that the sound of rain is over your head. And what God is about to do in your life. All you need is one drop of rain. One ounce of rain. What God can do in one drop. Thank you, Holy Ghost. What God says, he's going to turn your tears into your rain. For every tear you cried, oh hallelujah! For every tear you cried, 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 God will turn your tears into rain, into rain, into rain. It's raining. 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 It's raining.
it's raining it's raining it's raining and for this kind of rain you do not need an umbrella you need to be saturated in it for this kind of rain you don't need an umbrella you don't need a rain suit you need every part of you to get wet let God rain on everything in your life your children need rain your car need rain your husband need rain your wife needs some rain your money needs some rain your bank account needs some rain your infirmity needs some rain. Because when you get under the reign of God, nothing unlike God can stay. Infirmity has to go. Disease has to go. Listen, listen. Every form of demonic oppression has to go. The rain is, is coming. It's coming. It's coming. Thank you, God. I hear your Holy Ghost, huh? In Mobile, we have a crazy humidity. Humidity is the moisture that's in the air. And you get real hot, and you get sticky. It's very irritable. I don't understand what this means. <laughs> but the Holy Ghost gonna give you an irritating blessing. <laughs> gonna give you an irritating blessing. Listen, the kind that stick to you, you can't get rid of it. The kind of blessing, listen, that you know you need, but you can't. Listen, listen. The kind of blessing that you need but you don't want. The kind of blessing that you need but you don't necessarily want, Pastor Lori. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You need patience, Pastor Christian, but you don't want to go through what it takes to get it. Patience. Listen, you, you are challenged to love folks. And some folks, only folks God can love, Christian. God gonna put folks in your life that's gonna teach you how to love. The blessing you need, <laughs> but you don't like, like sweat. And my wife, who's a, you know, she's a doctor in our family. That's a real condition. When you can have so much worry, anxiety, and, 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 and just frustration, that you can have so much of that, that you can literally begin to bleed, to sweat blood. And the Bible declares, Jesus said, Father, if this cup could pass from me, let it pass. But nevertheless, not my will, but let thy will 
Bible declares that in that moment, the angel of the Lord appeared and began to strengthen him. Begin to strengthen him to endure the will of God for his life. The cup then passed. He had to go through it, but God sent, listen, an angel to strengthen him while he endured it. asking for the cup to pass won't you ask God for strength to endure his will because it's certain things you have to go through listen to be able to stand in a place of purpose yeah 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 you have to go through some things to grow you to be able to stand in a place of purpose you have to go through some things to show you how immature you are so God can grow you up before you get there. Ooh, help us, Holy God. Because the truth be told, if you hadn't gone through some of the stuff you went through, you wouldn't be half the person you are right now. Yes, yes God. Had you not gone through half the challenges, had people that disappointed you half the time, had your feelings not got hurt most of the time, you wouldn't be as tough as you are right now. It's because God didn't take the cup, but he sent angels to strengthen you while you were going through. Help us today, Lord. Help us today, Lord. Renewed strength. Renewed strength. Renewed strength. Renewed strength to endure the will of God for your life. Strength to endure the will of God for your life. Yea, yeah. 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 do I walk through the valley shadow of death I fear no evil but thou art with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me I prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemies he anoints my head with oil my cup runneth over
we don't get caught in the valley. But the valley is a testimony to what the mountain gonna look like. The valley. You got to see it to see it. In the garden, it didn't look like victory for Jesus. In the garden, it didn't seem like victory for Jesus. In the garden, it, listen, in the garden, Jesus himself said, Father, if this cup could pass, if there's any other way to get this done, let it pass. In the garden, it didn't look like victory. When they marched him from judgment hall to judgment hall, it didn't look like victory. When they brought him in, he carried his cross up Golgotha's hill. It didn't look like victory. When they took him and nailed him to the cross, it didn't look like victory. Jesus. When they, when they pierced him in his side, it didn't look like victory. When the blood and the water came running out, with the crown of thorns on his head as they mocked him as the king, it did not look like victory. But the Bible declares, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw the cross laid there it did not look like victory and when they begin to strap the straps on the cross and they begin to raise the cross and my savior was suspended between heaven and earth it did not look like victory. But when that happened, the earth didn't understand what was going on. So she began to shake and tremble. The stars in the sky didn't understand what was going on. So they began to scatter. It did not look like victory. Bible declares that he stretched on the cross. His head fell between the locks of his shoulder. He said in his last words, it is finished. He gave up the ghost and he died. victory. It didn't look like victory. They thought they had won. They thought that we've killed, we killed him. We, we won. We, we crucified him. 
He's gone. It didn't look like victory. And some of you have looked over your life and it's hard to pinpoint the victories. But can you see the nail prints? Can you see the war wounds? Can you see your scars? <laughs> because there's evidence of what you've been through. It's also evidence of who kept you. <laughs> because you can see the evidence of what you've been through. You can see the wounds. You can see the brokenness. You can feel the heartache. Because you can still feel it and sense it and see it. It's evident of who kept you while you went through it. It doesn't look like victory. Don't look like you've won. Imagine they begin to rejoice and to make sure that the prophecy wasn't fulfilled. That in three days he restored the temple. They put a huge boulder. They should have known something was up when he borrowed a tomb. That should be an indication that at some point he's gonna give it back to his owner. It should be an indication that Joseph, if you don't mind, let me just borrow this tomb for a weekend. I just need a weekend and I'll give it right back to you. It didn't look like victory. He was in the tomb. All of a sudden, they came looking for him. <laughs> they came looking for him, Skyler. <laughs> they came looking for him. <laughs> they knew how they had beat him. <laughs> they knew how they had whipped him all night. They knew that they had nailed him in his hands and nailed him in his feet. They, they knew what they had done to him. So he still has to be there. So they came to the tomb to prepare their body for burial. They came to prepare to put the body in the ground. But when they got to the tomb, he wasn't there. And they met, was met by an angel. Why did you come looking for the living among the dead? And I want to declare to you, that although it does not look victorious, although you have the war rules to prove what you've been through, I want to declare to you that we serve a risen Savior. We serve a risen Savior. Because early Sunday morning, he got up with all power, all power in his hand. So it may not look like victory right now. Hey! But if you understand how the story ends, if you understand how the story
story ends. It didn't look like victory. And I want to declare to you the same power. Somebody say same power. The same power. The same power that raised Jesus out of the grave. The same power. The same power that raised Jesus from the grave is still in the earth today. The same power that raised Jesus from the grave is still in the earth today. And I need you to believe that. That greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And the same power that raised Jesus out the grave, the same resurrecting power that raised Jesus out the grave is still in the earth today. And I want to just prophetically reach my hands out to you and tell you to come out the grave. 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 You shall live and you shall not die. You shall live to declare the work of the Lord. You shall live and you shall not die. The Lord shall perfect that which concerneth you. I decree and declare that the half has never been told about you. I decree and declare that you are above and not beneath. You are lenders and not borrowers. I decree and declare that everything you put your hands to shall prosper. I decree and declare the blessing of the Lord on your life. That you are daily loaded with benefits in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that your steps are ordered by the Lord because the steps of a good man. work I see you as God finished work he that had begun a good work in you I'm, I'm confident being confident and he that had begun a good work in you will perform it until the day <laughs> be confident in he who has begun a good work in you <laughs> yeah I know you're not what you want to be I know you're not even halfway where you desire to be. But because the good work has already begun, he shall perform it. He shall perfect it. He shall finish it. Somebody say finish it.
I was going to do this tomorrow. But if you're here tonight, and you just need to be refreshed, I'm just going to touch you by pressure. I'm going to pray over you. And I believe it's finished. It's finished. It's finished. If that's you, just come right here. Just come right here. Just pass through. Just come right here. If you want to just be refreshed, be stirred, be ignited. God, I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, God. God, refresh, God. Refresh, God. Refresh, God. Refresh. 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 Stir up fire. 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 Fire, God. Ignite the fire, God. Fan the flame. 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 New, new, new. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Fire. Fire. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yes, God. Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.